0: Welcome to Lights, Camera Reaction, a movie podcast where the films we watch have two things in common. One, they're at least 10 years old, and two, someone somewhere thinks that the film is worthy of note. I'm Logan, and in this episode, I'm joined by Kelly and Charles to discuss the 1999 sci-fi comedy, Galaxy Quest. Galaxy Quest was directed by Dean Parasot, written by David Howard and Robert Gordon, and it stars Tim Allen, Sigourney Weaver, Alan Rickman, Tony Shaloub, Sam Rockwell, Daryl Mitchell, Enrico Colantoni, Robin Sachs, Missy Pyle, and Justin Long. Galaxy Quest follows the cast of a long-since-cancelled Star Trek-like sci-fi show who inadvertently find themselves in the middle of an interstellar conflict when an alien race doesn't realize that television shows are fake and think that they are the characters played on television. I actually have a lot of history with this movie that we'll go into in a second, so I want to start with your guys' history with this film. Have you ever seen it before? Were you aware of it?
1: Yeah, I watched it when I was a kid. I watched it a couple of times. It was... On TV a lot But I didn't It was like when I was a kid So I didn't remember A lot of it Going in I just I remembered the Grabthar's hammer bit (laughs) And I remembered The scary baby aliens That was pretty much it And and, and the pig Turning inside out
0: Did you remember Anything else Besides specific scenes Like did you remember Liking it Or
1: was it just uh... I remember liking it Because it was sci-fi But other than that I I don't think so I don't think there was Anything (laughs) particular That I liked That you liked about it How uh, about you Kelly
2: I watched it A couple times When I was young I remember seeing it on TV because I just remember bits and pieces. But then I watched it again while I was in high school with my dad once or twice. And I, I liked it a lot more that time because then you're old enough to appreciate all of the things that they're trying to say with it. But I always liked it because I like Tim Allen too. So, like, that was always a plus. But the, it's different watching it now being an adult yeah. and being a nerd,
1: and, you know? <laughs> well, I was going to say this watch through, what I really got out of it the most was the show stuff. The, oh. like, reference. I mean, like, okay, so it's a Star Trek parody, right? Yeah, that's the point. We're, we're, di- we're yeah. in it. We're going. Well in. I
0: have to go Into my whole thing Because yeah. my thing Is just ridiculous My first time Seeing it um, We were over At a cousin's house And someone Made a comment About like the convention People actually do that Can you believe it It's so weird Like why would Anyone ever do that And of course I grew up to be One of those people Who goes to a convention Exactly And then In college And this is the real kicker In one of my Screenwriting classes We literally Watched the film Five times In the span Of two weeks Because we were doing screenwriting analysis like figuring out what each character's motivation was like their weakness their need the inciting incident we basically had to analyze this film to death and I will still sometimes find myself going oh you know what I want to watch Galaxy Quest, and I think that might be the strongest statement about how enjoyable this film is. Yeah. Is I had to watch it five times in the span of two weeks, I was gonna say, and I how? Will
1: still watch this movie. So, like, God. was it the assigned film, or was your teacher like, "Go find a film"? Yeah, or it was assigned.
0: Like, the entire class watched it. Like, we were literally, oh, literally, be in the class. We were in the little tiny theater that they had in the film sure. department, and the mm-hmm. entire class, which was made up of a bunch of film students and theater students would watch the entirety of the movie five times. So you watched
1: the movie in class. You didn't like, okay, now this week, go home and watch it again. So they really no, like no, no, no. forced G- you to like, watched it in. You couldn't
0: even like
2: half-ass that assignment just not
1: do it. We
0: were reciting the movie along with the movie. I was commenting to James, who sadly can't be with us for this episode because he was also in that class about how- He's no
2: longer with us. He's fine.
0: He's fine. He's fine. He's just not here recording with us about how interesting it is that we've watched it so much and we're not really finding anything new as much as rediscovering the things we forgot since the last time we watched it. Missy Pyle, who played Laliara or... Jane Doe, as she's credited at one point at the end, uh, has worked on shows that James has worked on, and he actually told her once that, oh, hey, back in college, in one of my classes, we watched Galaxy Quest five times in the span of two weeks, and her response was not like shock or amazement, or like, oh, that's so cool. It was more like, why would you do that?
1: Like, like you don't, when you're thinking about what do I want to learn? Like, I'm gonna go to college. I'm gonna pay a lot of money to learn how to be a screenwriter. Like, my first thought does not jump to, oh, let's let's start with Galaxy Quest. Yeah. You
0: know yeah. what I mean? Like
1: I, but I mean, like, maybe you should, because I loved it. It, it was
0: great To speak specifically as to why, it's because Galaxy Quest actually does a really good job following the conventions of screenwriting formula mm-hmm. that you'll find in a lot of books, like the book we were following in that class. So it just was a good example of a fun, enjoyable film that wasn't necessarily going to make us all go insane. I just but,
2: had a thought. Like, so this is an exercise that this teacher does every semester right how many times do you think this guy's seen galaxy quest it was
0: (laughs) thankfully for him it was only one quarter of the year that he taught this class but he
2: still had to do it every year he did it every year but apparently he will change films so Uh, while i was was taking the class i would hope so because otherwise he'd go crazy he'd be sitting in in the back just like reciting all the lines he would
0: leave the room he was he was not in there with us a lot of time he'd literally be like that's pretty
1: fucked up to be like hey you have to watch this movie oh i'm gonna leave you have to see this
2: horrible journey but you're gonna do it on your own uh-huh,
1: yeah. uh-huh. that's such a
2: Gandalf he, move he, have he, a good time bye
0: like <laughs> he was the chair of the department so he actually sure. had stuff he needed to do so he would just excuse himself how he hit play if he was just a chair
1: Tangent anyway. or so. so, so anyway, the point that was, that I was getting right. to is like the, the what I really got out of this watch that I didn't before is all of the not real sci fi stuff, quote unquote, yeah. real, right? Yeah. So, everything with Tim Allen and all of the crew like going the to all the cons yeah. and like going back to his house, and like the aliens come and he thinks he's talking to his agent and like in the limo, all that stuff I blocked out as a kid because it was boring. But yeah, I you just care. get
2: to space already, get to the but space,
1: yeah. get to the aliens you know I've noticed you do that a lot with some movies I'm a (laughs) real shallow viewer I'm like does it have sci-fi shit does it have fantasy stuff cool I'll watch it Unless That's you it.
2: like know going in that you need to try to be deeper in your thinking then you're you are more
1: analytical I feel like when you watch films. I, I'm not well, I, I,
2: yeah.
1: I can process the deep functions like, of though. this film yeah. but I just don't. I understand it.
2: You just like the surface value. Yeah,
1: down. I just like yeah. the surface value. that I do.
0: Fair enough. <laughs> kind of almost skipping ahead to what we normally do at the end where this film does have a reputation. It's loved by the Star Trek community. Oh yeah.
2: Um. I mean, but really it could be any community, right? Because I, I feel like any huge fan base especially nowadays with how Comic-Con has like grown it's so relatable yeah. and for people back in the day Star Trek was that thing and now it can be almost anything and it's of that same scale and you it know? never
0: descends to <clears throat> mock that community if, no. and in fact the way the film ends the heroes are saved by the nerds. the fans nerd, yeah by the fans who know everything about the ship right. and the one time it, it does have people like mocking the convention it's, in, it's, it's one of those things that we didn't catch until our fourth viewing but we were like wait why are these people in here? Why are these people at a convention center, which by the way, normally when you go to a convention you pay. So there's these two people at a convention who are and making fun of the fans and making fun of the show. I wanted that too. It's like, didn't you guys pay to come in?
1: <laughs> like, are there are people who I mean, like it's the same kind of people who go to a comedy club and heckle the comedian. Well, see, and I was yeah. wondering
2: if that was like that con in particular was like just in a certain like hall, and maybe there was something else going on well, it was adjacently, th- and like that's where those mean people were coming from. Like, no,
0: apparently it was the uh, forget what they called the fan community in the movie, but it was like the Galacta con or something. So it was like specifically for Galaxy Quest. Yeah, maybe
2: those guys just wanted in or something
0: yeah I
2: thought that was weird yeah. too though but, but that's yeah.
0: like really the only time that there's any kind of mocking of the fan community and it's by assholes who are obviously
2: well and they're they're kind of being used as a tool to show Tim Allen that he is having issues that he's not aware yeah. of right like it kind of felt like a plot tool to me it, it is it's yeah. literally they exist just to be a plot tool yeah that, but, I mean that's why I was like that doesn't make sense and I was like oh wait he had to have that realization that his co-workers don't like him
0: and that's actually what I think personally is the, the weakest moment in that film is the I fact agree. that they're literally just there to be a plot tool but if that's the weakest moment in this film then I mean, the rest of this film's so yeah. good
2: like it's yeah. fine i can get past that one little thing
0: like yeah. not a big deal but it's a perfect send-up of star trek both on for stuff in front of the camera like when they're on the spaceship and they're playing the roles and and the behind the scenes scene, like Tim Allen is totally doing a Bill Shatner Mm -hmm. uh, with how he treats his castmates and just handled the fans. There's so much in that movie that is inspired by Star Trek and that it actually is done with some care rather than mocking it.
1: It would have been really easy to make this movie as like haha look how bad Star Trek was now that we're in the 90s and instead it was like let's make something that parodies Star Trek and, and mocks it but at the same time is it. does it from a loving place.
0: Yeah and I think it's something that the best parodies do is that not only are they parodying something they're the best parodies are also the same thing within the genre like this is a parody of sci-fi adventure but it is also at the same time a well done sci-fi adventure film yeah Yeah, absolutely and it's because like, we had that streak in the early 2000s where you would have all those parody movies. It started with the Scream ones. I never watched them. Oh, so Scary yeah.
2: Movie. Or yeah,
0: Scary Movie. I think they're funny. I haven't seen any of the early ones, but it seemed well, like they- where they had like the spinoffs like Disaster Movie epic or a- movie Epic Movie, like, yeah. where it was kind of more like they just had very basic sure. they're, jokes. They're
2: terrible. About- yeah. yeah,
0: they had basic jokes about films that were common at the time, but they didn't actually... Disaster Movie or Epic Movie weren't necessarily Epic films films or disaster films right. they
1: were just i think if early we- on it started as like the same kind of thing where it's like this is a send-up of this genre i was gonna say if but you the- watch
2: it watch the early ones because then it became just like a let's make more money yeah. Yeah. the, begin- the beginning the- is so the-, the first ones are so funny yeah by
1: the end it was just like a Mad Magazine cartoon basically just on screen the
2: the jokes were like such a stretch and like not worth it but But the first like couple oh they're so funny especially if you like all the movies that they're parodying like Mm -hmm. they're really good yeah but that's I think why Galaxy Quest has stood up oh yeah it's or has lasted a while
0: to where people still recognize it For being a good film is because it doesn't descend into just being a very simple joke at the expense of a film series. Well, I
2: like that it's a film too, because like my my dad is not really much of a nerd, I I wouldn't say. He likes some things in like pop culture, but not a lot. And like he loves Galaxy Quest. But at the same time, like people like us that I would say are nerds that would go to cons and do those kind of things, we're also very into it. So it has this kind of uniqueness about it where like both sides of that coin can actually really enjoy it, which Mm -hmm. is kind of cool. It's done in a way that is for fans and like not hardcore like star trek because yeah,
0: it has like the basic tropes that everyone is going to recognize from a star trek or a similar show mm-hmm. but at the same time it can have like deeper cuts references to like how the community appreciates it like the obsession of fandom by the aliens like we can relate to it on multiple levels and you can approach it from different areas and still appreciate it for what it is mm-hmm.
2: one of my favorite things that it does is how scornie Weaver is like constantly being like yeah we all know i'm the character that walks around with boobs like that's all i do i don't do anything else i'm like that is so good that they address that because that was such a thing that up until recently was all female characters did in tv shows like that's it
0: True. like her job was literally to just talk to the computer and repeat
2: the same information, repeat the information like,
0: back and the funny thing is so how she good. just slowly is just because she wants to be a part mm-hmm. of it yeah. just is like no i am gonna do my job
1: and i'm gonna do it to the best of my abilities well and by the end of the film it kind of becomes what she like, is, like, literally down to her brawl. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh.
2: Yeah. But I like that it's it's parodying that, and it's recognizing that that's a thing, right? Like, like Tim Allen
0: funny. loses his shirt in a fight the way right. Kirk would lose his shirt in a fight. Of course. It's, you know, the last-minute saving of the thing. Like, it's just... All of the stereotypes. All the stereotypes, like, all the yeah. tropes end up in the film, and the characters eventually become that, but they have to get there, and it isn't just... They aren't that trope the entire time. Or the kid that's, like, the pilot. Oh, my
2: God, it's so funny.
1: He oh, was, um, what was Laredo? His character? Laredo.
2: Laredo. Oh, god, it's so good. He's just, how he can't fly at first, and he has to like figure it out, and he's like scraping the side of the right, the station. I was like, gonna
1: say, the one that's the really like a, a reference to itself is crewman number six, Guy. Oh, god, he he's like, I mean, he's a red shirt, right? They don't oh, actually yeah. say redshirt. shirt, but he's a redshirt. and he's a red shirt, And yeah, he keeps and thinking he's gonna die, and he's like, This because is because he's part,
0: the red shirt. This is the point of the named. episode nobody where nobody knows, knows where I am, yeah, like, like, what's my name? Your name's Guy. No, I last name Uh, you don't know my last name you see and he's like and he just goes crazy because and then he becomes the main
2: character Yeah,
1: that was cute at the end because
0: maybe you're the plucky comic relief
2: I, I think the shining gem in all of this though is Tony Shalhoub. Oh my god.
1: Yeah, I, I, I love like, Tony Shalhoub. Me too. This is one
0: of those weird trivia themes because originally when they shot this movie they were aiming for an R rating rather than the PG rating. Oh they really? Got. Mm. Well they cut things like there's a moment I where bet. you can see Sigourney Weaver says when they're like in the weird smashy masher thing that has no yeah. purpose other than to have been an obstacle in one of the episodes of the show. She goes well fuck that but you can tell it's been dubbed well screw that. Yeah.
2: I saw that we watched it, I was like that was weird um, yeah.
0: but apparently there's some references it's still in the movie but it was gonna be more overt that he was basically high the entire movie oh that uh, would have been so good but so, I kind of like the way it is well there's like, also like <laughs> one of the other things I love about his character is he plays uh something quan or
1: it's Fred Quan. Like Ch- it's like Chen is his last name yeah I
0: mean. and he's like it's not my real last name it's because it is a play on the fact that Hollywood has a really bad history of casting
2: white people white people uh-huh. in Asian roles and so
1: he had adopted an Asian role so he took the last name I was gonna say the the part that I truly loved the most of the whole film was the in film replaying of the old 70s version of the show yeah the the historical documents right when they play him for the bad guy and it's got a Tim Allen with a mullet and he's like doing the kind of like turn around and smile at the camera thing. And then it says like, (laughs) you know, commander Taggart or whatever at the bottom. Played
2: by this played by
1: right, right. Very funny. That was the best part.
2: Yeah. I was going to say, I think one of my favorite things with this film aside from like plot would be that I really like this balance that they had with cheesy practical effects, but good practical effects Mm -hmm. too, where it's like, you can tell that they're trying to make it feel like an old, Star Trek, where it's like a little dated and whatever, but then there are the moments where like it's good where it needs to be good and it's like cheesy the where it needs
0: to be. Creature work, especially with yeah. like Saris and his minions, is amazing. it's So
2: good, and it's such a good like combination of practical and like CG elements and stuff, But like, it's just a good balance too. I'm pretty the sure
1: Saris and all of the termite aliens, what are they called? Thermians. The, thermians. Thermians, right? Dalmatians. Um, <laughs> Dalmatians, right? Uh, pretty sure all of those guys are practical completely.
2: Wait, the little termite guy? Are they? The oh, are you little? talking about when they're like in the weird squid? octopus octopus oh yeah yeah those are all practical
1: and all of saris and his crew yeah Yeah. but the the ones the
2: little like gremlin guys are cg yeah Yeah. yeah.
1: the
0: weird baby aliens. yeah Mm -hmm. them and the rock i think are the only real major pieces of cgi other than like the space stuff yeah Yeah. Yeah.
1: we're not talking about dwayne johnson he's he unfortunately does not make an appearance in the film oh my god
0: imagine like
1: as the rock monster? Little,
0: no, not Aww. as the rock. Well, hey, that would have been amazing. But to go into the fact that there's always been talk, especially recently about them maybe doing something more with Galaxy Quest, the, uh, the
1: rock and Let's Galaxy do it. Quest. Let's do it. You heard it here first, folks.
2: <laughs> I, the I rock I, is going to be in the 50 I, Galaxy Quest. I would not want them to do anything with Galaxy Quest, at least not with the same cast, because Alan Rickman can't. Yeah, that's so apparently they the... They can
1: do the, like, kind of a Jumanji send-up. Like that's
2: cool. Like, I don't care know, if they recast that's it, very different. but I don't want them to, like, just not have him there. Yeah, have it's apparently else. the thing that because apparently
0: Amazon got really close to actually doing a TV series and then Alan Rickman died and apparently that was the thing that kind of Peter. put a stop on it yeah. was yeah. that they weren't didn't no one really wanted to progress without him back to like favorite things beyond by grapther's hammer what a savings that's, that's the oh best God, line which so might be yeah the best line the best line in the movie I like the fact that every character has a strong emotional arc mm-hmm. which is half the reason why we watch it so much sure. in a screenwriting class was to because of the fact that it's funny but there is uh, at its heart this is a very kind of loving film
2: mm-hmm. yeah well I, I think it was Charles I think you said Sometimes you have a hard time watching Galaxy Quest because that moment when Malthazar learns that the whole thing was a lie, he's so upset that it makes you feel really bad.
1: Yeah. I I think we talked about this before. I don't like movies that have a real strong emotional down point for the main character.
2: Like every movie has a low point, but when they hit the low, 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 right, And it like makes you
1: feel bad. There is a strong moment where they tell Malthazar, they have to explain to him that they are liars.
2: And then he's like, but why would you do that? He's, aliens. like, crying.
1: Yeah. But the n-
0: interesting thing about that is the fact that as much as it's the character's low point, it isn't, like, he's been shit on the entire movie. Correct, yeah. that's what, It's just a brief
1: moment where I'm like, oh no. I but Charles it. has
2: a hard time when things actually get very sad. Like, when but, it gets really, like, it hurts. But, like, my, my point was just that, like, you were saying the emotional connection that this film kind of has is, like, that scene, you know, affects... Charles that way, like, and me mm-hmm. too, it was a very, like, it's very sad, you yeah. know, and it's well, like a comical tortured movie.
1: too at the time. Yeah, so like, and like, he has so
2: much faith in them, and then he's suddenly like, wait, what?
1: Like... Which is why I like at the end, where they or didn't he... try to be like, Malthazar didn't try to reconcile with them. like, oh, well, I'm sorry you guys are liars, or whatever. Like, he, he was just, just like, like, ah, a... you guys, yeah. you got me. No, there's a part of, yeah, because there's a part of me that's like, does he
0: realize that it was all fake, or does he think that he was lying to Ceres? I think he
1: was, I think he thinks he was lying. <laughs>
2: that was the conclusion that he came to. To anyway, was that he yeah. lied right. either cool way, Saris. the Thermians, right.
0: with all their innocence, were totally like, oh, you guys are so great, it right. was like, you
1: deceived Ceres like- using his own trick and they're just like, <laughs> uh- "Yep."
2: Yeah,
0: yeah. We, we did that. Yeah, we
1: did that. Yeah, any other scenes you guys like? Was there anything you didn't like? I mean, even that moment that I talked about with Malthazar being tortured and they have to tell him he's a liar, or they're liars, even that moment is not, it's not like okay. I'm like, oh, I didn't like that. I didn't like that moment. Because I understand that a it progressive story It's needed, it, and it hits me emotionally. I think that's it. I, I just don't like to have feelings. Yeah. That's what it really is. You're, you just want to be a robot. I want to be an emotionless robot who can just consume media that makes me sick slightly happy all the time. <laughs> oh you know what you guys can know about this i thought i heard them use the word retarded once in this movie maybe
2: i think they it's did because i remember man. hearing that and i was like whoa that dates this it kind of
1: like, dates the movie a little bit yeah because that was like an i think okay you said that when they said
2: it didn't you yeah i,
1: I think, think you did because i remember that too so i mean obviously that doesn't make me not like that part of the movie but, but there was that, a time
2: in the 90s where that phrase was used a lot in
1: judiciously yeah
2: yeah exactly and nowadays we're like okay that's not a nice thing to say don't you know, use it like that but it just it shows you like okay no that's, that's like kind of a 90s thing yeah I remember that
1: too I think the weakest part of the movie for me in terms of storytelling was when Tim Allen goes back to his apartment that whole section was like and maybe it's just because that part had no sci-fi stuff in it it didn't (laughs) even have the convention you know so maybe that's it but for me it was like not only was that the most boring part of the film but it also was just like super stereotypical of film Mm-hmm. Of like, he goes, but like, of course he's a drunk. He loses his pants and mm-hmm. he, you know, has a down moment. And then he does the funny man bit with looking for the shoes the next morning. So that would probably be my least favorite. Just, but, that, but it was like, it was just a miss, not a bad.
2: That kind cover. of leads into what I was going to say. The only thing that I kind of didn't like, and it's not even that strong because it I still love the movie, but like, I feel like they really amped up how bad of a character Tim Allen was. It's like, he never shows up he's rude to his coworkers. He thinks he's so much better than them. He's a drunk. He's washed up. No good. He's, you know, he's so bad. And I don't feel like he had a really strong revelation of, like, needing to change who he is based on how bad they set him up to be in the beginning. Like, he kind of had the thing where he had, like, you know, the realization where, like, yeah, my coworkers don't like me. And then it was like they go on this adventure and they grow to like him or whatever, but I don't really feel like he learned anything.
1: Yeah, he was validated. Because he was kind of yeah. treating the whole thing as, like, what if it was real? I'm gonna make it real for the family. Bands. Yeah, like, and then it became real, and so he didn't have to change his thinking. Yeah. But he
0: had to, he did have to change his thinking because the problem was he was selfish, and in the end, he had to become selfless.
2: But I still don't feel like. The,
1: how did he become selfless? Yeah,
2: I don't feel like the, the, that was not shown very strongly in comparison to how bad they made him shown in the beginning. That, sure. That's the only thing, is like, because yeah, they really amped um, up how bad he is. Laredo
1: wanted to hit him. Yeah. In that one scene, he was like, you should have just let me hit him. You got to really hate someone to want to hit them.
2: Yeah. I mean, that that was like my only thing, like I said, is, I mean, like, I feel like he definitely had a little bit of an arc going, but like, I just didn't feel like it was strongly shown that he had like that moment of, I really need to change what I'm doing. Because it's very early on that he hears that like the, the rest of the crew doesn't like him. But well, then it's, nothing it's really... actually
0: the Malthazar bit where he, because he was playing pretend along, like, oh, this is great because I get to play the captain. And in that moment, he had to admit he was a fraud. But then, And then like, he still had to go through and then that's still not fight a moment. for
1: people who weren't him. That's true. But even at the very end, he was the one who got all the
2: that's exactly.
1: credit for everything. right? Yeah. Because... He's the captain, and that's part of the trope.
2: But that's what I'm saying, is just that for how much they were like, he's so selfish, and he doesn't care about his crew, like, it continued to just kind of be the same, right? It was a lot of
1: payoff for him. Yeah,
2: but not that it had to be. I just, like like I said I was kind of following what you were saying just at how slow the kind of beginning of showing how like much room he had to grow in the beginning what it's year like,
1: to this come? 99
2: 99 why not even so 2000? that
1: I think is another thing of it we're kind of coming at it from a sure, 20 year old perspective 20 years later perspective yeah.
2: well what I would say about it is that like that's a super small thing because I I love this film but like it's not necessarily meant to be a film where you feel like this deep character change like emotion no. like it's not meant to be like that kind of film so right. I get that I was just saying like if I had to nitpick something that's like one little thing but it's very minor
1: i guess that's it that's what i was trying to get to is yeah. that like
2: it's not meant it's to be... not
1: it's not meant to be an actor piece no there's no, no. actor moments in it and nowadays even in like comedic films they'll put in a little like soliloquy or something and sure. this film didn't didn't have that but i don't think it had become trendy to do that yet.
0: No.
2: Well. Yeah. yeah I
0: like, this is following the beats of the, the genre it's in, where right. having that big, huge character style moment that you're looking for just wouldn't happen. Yeah. Exactly. Though the captain at the beginning would not have brought everyone into the spotlight
1: like he did That's at the end. That's true. He did learn his lesson a little he, bit. He learned his a lesson. Bit. What about you? Is there any moments you didn't like? I mean, like you, the film. It's, right? you watch it so much. Yeah. yeah really. I watched
0: enough that it's, it's not that there's a moment I don't like as much as i think overall the film is just solid even its weakest moments like the boys in the bathroom that's pretty much it that's like yeah. for me that's like the one moment i would pick out of this film and be like oh yeah this is a this is a weak moment every other thing is like oh i might have a nitpick
1: and even maybe then i mean like i knew people in high school and middle school and stuff who would go to stuff that they didn't like to make fun of the people that went there. Mm. So like it could well be like, you know, I wasn't in the sci fi Star Trek con scene in the nineties. And this is also
0: predates the era of where our Comic Con ticket would send you it's back. True two hundred
1: something bucks to where you wouldn't necessarily want to do it that might not even be that weak of a moment it might just be that that's not really a thing anymore
0: like i said it's like everything else is like more a nitpick rather than a flaw sure yeah exactly again like do you guys outside of the fact that i already mentioned that this film is actually really beloved by star trek fans and at one point at a star trek convention was voted either the sixth or the seventh best star trek movie um What
2: is your? Wait, it's not a Star Trek movie. That's always a Star Trek movie. I I guess
1: it's
0: it's one of those ones where it's like an honorary Star Trek movie. It is loved so much by the Star Trek fan community. I'm sure it is because so much of like the characters, like Alan Rickman's character, is totally a send up of you know Spock Spock. with Leonard Nimoy Nimoy. being typecast as this type of theme where he was a serious actor. Tim Allen is totally a play on uh, William William Shatner. And just the interaction of the cast when they're like behind the scenes is very much driven by Star Trek. And mm-hmm. then the fact that the show itself is a send up of Star Trek, like the fake show that went off the air, that got cancelled, but still has a huge fan base. It's literally Star Trek. And so the Star Trek community loves this film. Had you guys heard anything about its reputation other than you just
1: remembered that it, its its existence? I didn't hear anything other than what I already thought.
2: Same. So yeah. like
1: if anyone talked about galaxy quest it was a child conversation so it wasn't about like do i like this movie or it was like i like it. yes or i, don't I feel
2: like know. it's a movie that like everybody has seen for the most part too like you go like oh yeah yeah galaxy quest okay and then you don't talk about it any more than that but like everybody kind of is on
1: the same page or at the very least they're like what was owning it you're like oh it was the science fiction one yeah exactly
2: exactly
0: Do you think it holds up? Do you think it's still, like, is there
2: a reason why it's beloved? Is there... 110%. For the older generations, it's relatable to Star Trek, right? If you were a Trekkie and you went to cons and people made fun of you, like, that's something super related in this movie, right? And it's not mocked at it at all. But, like, for now, you can pick any fan base they have huge con followings huge i mean to this same kind of level almost i think that makes it relatable to like i said maybe not star trek necessarily but like right well, i've of heard any people talk about
0: if they made galaxy quest today it'd probably be a firefly not a star trek
2: right exactly i mean but like there's so many beloved franchises now that have the same kind of following that i don't think there wasn't necessarily that many before which is why they pull from star yeah. trek nowadays it could apply to any of them and it, it works the same and it makes it current
0: especially since with the power of fan communities has grown as the internet has grown oh yeah this is kind of before the internet community could become a viable means of keeping a show
2: on the Mm -hmm. air absolutely what Uh, would you think Charles
1: I think it holds up definitely because it's like I think you're right Logan you know the more We've been sitting here talking about it the more I've come to really see how solid the film is from a yeah, I mean, writing perspective. It's got so many tropes, whether those tropes are about Star Trek or just filmmaking, like where he drops the receiver and they switch receivers yeah. and so then he has the fake one and the other guy has the real one. Like that's like a movie trope. It's a you know? cliche, yeah. It's a cliche, right? But it's the kid who has to take out the trash. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. at the most oppor- inopportune yeah. moment. Of like course. Those those things in this movie are quaint mm-hmm. and fun and I think that's a testament to how good the film is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. By the if, way,
0: speaking of the kid who takes out the trash, Justin Long's lose. first feature film. Oh First, wow. really? Yeah. Oh wow. But I actually how did him go? I think Justin Long and his gang of his crewmates, let's just call them crewmates, because yeah. he had little crew. First off, two guys, two girls. So very nice to see it was that. Three boys.
2: No, I think there was
0: two. I or don't was it three
2: guys? There, there was, was one, one girl. child. But at least there was a girl. Yeah. Usually there's not. Because so. there was the big
1: tall guy. There was Justin Long, and then there was a sh- like a ten year old. Yeah, I
2: think there and was a the girl.
1: And then a girl. Oh, was the ten year old a girl? No. Because I think at the very end, when the
0: four of them run up, I think two, um, it's there's four, and I think two are girls. Uh, Either, way. Either way. Either way, representation of a non-male form of the species is, you know, very nice to see. But at the same time, I guess this is going to go be me going a little bit into my rant on Big Bang Theory. Uh-oh. Uh, but where it's, I feel, find Big Bang Theory to be more mocking the nerd community than appreciating I it. I agree. I found these characters, as much as they were the tropes of the nerd, it was never
1: done in a condescending manner. mm well, I mean, like, look at a look at this film, and then look at the film. I think it's called Fanboys. You remember yeah, that film. I have. I've it's seen Fanboys. Basically it is I mean it comes from a loving place but it, it's a little bit harsher it mocks it, it, yeah. the fan base and you know it's interesting that we bring it up because that's a Star Wars film this is a Star Trek film
2: right
0: but <laughs> lots of anger in the Star Wars community yeah. lots of <laughs> yeah. yeah
1: also you lots of anger in the Star it. Trek community but you know mm-hmm. the, the best part of this film that I think is that, is that it honors what it is mm-hmm. and what it references and where just it like came from yeah. yeah exactly it's mocking but, but it does in nice it in a way. loving yeah. way that celebrates the original
0: yeah no I think this film holds up it's totally it's does. so much fun to watch that we rented it to watch it only because the blu-ray i bought got damaged in the mail yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah i mean he was willing to buy it just for this podcast he's like yeah i like this movie i'm just gonna buy it even after watching it five times in two weeks
0: yeah like, like i was still like
2: oh why isn't
0: this on my shelf i should buy it and it gets damaged in the mail and amazon gives me a refund Thank you for listening. Just a few small bits of housekeeping. Since we recorded this episode, it's been announced that Paul shear will be writing the Galaxy Quest TV show for Amazon. We will include a link to that news in the show notes. We'll also include a link to the oral history of Galaxy Quest. It was a small piece put together by MTV about the making of the film that includes interviews with members of the cast and crew. Please feel free to leave your thoughts about the film at www.teambluepost.com reaction. If you want to stay ahead of the spoil, Spoilers, on the next episode of Lights, Camera, Reaction, we discuss the Gene Kelly and Debbie Reynolds musical, Seeming in the Rain. If you enjoy Lights, Camera, Reaction, please rate and subscribe to us on iTunes. Lights, Camera, Reaction is a podcast by Team Blue Post. If you always want to be aware of what we're up to, you can always follow us on Facebook and Twitter at Team Blue Post. That's all one word. You can also find out more at our website, www.teambluepost.com. You can also check out our other podcast, The Blue Post Podcast, which is available on both iTunes and YouTube. So, until next time, remember, never give up, never surrender.